Hello and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, I will be chatting with Alex Mather. We'll be talking all about his journey from the global corporate world into becoming a spiritually aware individual. We will also be talking about his developing awareness, both within himself and the world around him. And we'll be sharing our journey together and an interesting evening that we had that created a profound shift within him. Thank you ever so much for coming to chat to me today. So I'm really interested in talking to you because you've had a real journey and you've gone from working in the global corporate world mm. to being self-employed and then back working in the corporate world. But there's been a real change in your perception, your ideas, yeah. your views of the world. Yeah. And I find it fascinating to talk to you. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thank so you for inviting. The first time I met you was actually only a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And at the time you were self-employed and you reached out and said, you basically want a networking meeting because yeah. I think we might be able to share some ideas. So we went to the Cathedral Cafe. We did. And I think we both had the intention that we were going to be perhaps talking about very <laughs> talking about things and very professional <laughs> yeah. things. And that just didn't really That's happen, it. did the it? The naive idea that we were <laughs> going to talk about work. Sorry. We had a lovely couple of hour chat, didn't mm, we? We did. Um, and I think we got to know each other and recognise there's some sort of similarities on our paths as well. So, really, I'm going to hand over to you to basically explain so what's been going on. Oh, well, um, it's in a I mean, it's in a couple of stages. I, I think I don't know. I don't know where where do you, where do you want me to start with the the spiritual side or with the the more recent journey of the corporate to the self-employed to the back to the corporate or well, not. Well, I think let's start from the beginning. So I think mm. when you described to me, you, you said you were in this corporate world, yeah. but you started to recognise perhaps there was something more and something different. Mm. And then you started to go on a spiritual journey. So what happened? Yeah, I think the you know, the, the spiritual journey really accelerated when I left the corporate world. It, it started while I was in it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the, I think, it was because of the development of my own awareness through that spiritual journey that led me to recognize things in myself in corporate that, you know, I, I became very aware of how disconnected I'd become to what I was doing mm -hmm. and how much I wasn't really connecting with the people or the outcomes that I was trying to seek or anything like that. Yeah. And so I, um, I had to make a decision, you know, I, I knew I had to come out. I knew I wanted to do something different. And um, yeah, I did that. I, I, I spent a short period of time. Um, there was actually, there's actually a, a, a section when I came out of Global Corporate where I went and worked with my uh, best friend for okay. a few months. Um, we had decided we were going to work together. And um, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Um, that was difficult mm -hmm. in terms of... A, a, in terms of spiritual journeys and spiritual lessons, that was a tough one to yeah. ride out. It's, uh, you know, we, I'm, I'm very much grateful that we did it mm -hmm. uh, now. I've always been grateful for the fact we did it, regardless of how it ended and regardless of the, the, the darkness that we went through with it. Yeah, I've always maintained the gratitude of it because we both had a curiosity, I think, to, mm. to, to 
um, scratch that itch, if you like, to yeah. see what it'd be like to work together. And yeah, it, it didn't work out. And uh, I was faced with the um, uh, the notion of, you know, self-employment or going back to work for for someone. And I, I chose self-employment. Um, I, you know, we, we've said recently, it's, it was a really bizarre choice that because yeah. <laughs> I left, I left corporate because, and I think for some context, so I, I work in learning and development. So, you know, developing people is quite important to me. Yeah. I'd left the, I'd, I'd left corporate because I was, I was disconnected from that. And, uh, I wasn't seeing really the results of what I was doing. I, I wasn't close enough to what I was doing, as I said a minute ago. And so out the back, I went to be self-employed, which meant I was going into firms and delivering content and then disconnecting from it and not seeing <laughs> development from it. So it was, uh, I, I've, I've come back round now into a place of, I, I now work for someone else and, and I'm, I'm very grateful again for that because I'm now starting to feel that connection again. I'm starting mm-hmm. to feel like I'm, you know, I'm part of something slightly bigger. I, I, I'm touching more people in a, in a, in a purely developmental sense. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, for me, it's the right decision. I, I think I've, I've done what I need to spiritual wise on that. And, and the journey continues because I, at the same time as doing all of this, mm-hmm. I, I've had huge strides forward with spiritual development. Yeah. So outside of work, mm-hmm. I'm also a, it, it sounds weird to say that you're a developing medium because mm-hmm. you're always a developing medium. Absolutely. So it, it's strange and I don't really know what the scale is like where do I <laughs> where am I what level am I at on that so mm-hmm. um my mediumship development uh, has come on uh, significantly through this journey yeah um and I've had some wild experiences um, mm-hmm. through it as well which which have, have been really significant and I think probably shaped my outlook as well amazing so I think what you said there is really important about that connection mm. and I think when you are a spiritual work or a spiritual being that becomes increasingly important because you start to yeah. heal and work on yourself you also want to help and support other people mm. so I'm really glad that you've managed to navigate your way back to that and that's one of the things that stood out to me when I met you because what I was expecting and you shouldn't have preconceived ideas but I did but we all do <laughs> meet people that are more going into the corporate world yeah and some of them are wonderful others maybe coming with quite a bit of an ego and that sometimes rubbed me up the wrong way and I was expecting to have a meeting with somebody that was very sort of corporate minded and you just weren't at all you were absolutely really lovely and pleasant and easy to talk to and what shone through was that wanting to help others and support Mm. others and be part of a community so is that something that you've always felt or is that something that appeared as you started to open up spirit? I think, like I said, I, th- I think it's it's grown over the years. And I think that the the wonderful thing about awareness is that as you become more aware of yourself, I think you become more aware of your own energy and you mm-hmm. become very much more aware of the energy that you get from other people and other you know, yeah. things, if you like, mm-hmm. other things in nature. And, um, yeah, you really start to tap into people are really important in how I feel. I've got to be around people and developing people because of the en- the actual energy it gives me and that, and that physical element. But I think to answer your question, no, it's not 
always been like that for me you know I, i've known that uh, about spirit and spiritual connection since i was young you know my mum is, is able to uh, connect and communicate with spirit really quite well and she has done it um, okay. for, for a number of years and when i was much younger i became aware that i became aware of this connection and became curious about it and also started to have a, a couple of experiences that sort of got my curiosity mm -hmm. going and um and so I spoke to my mum about it and, and we agreed that she was going to help me develop it a little bit and, and see where we got to. So as a, I must have been 12, 13 year old, yeah. I started to try and develop my relationship with spirit. And all that happened, I think, because of the age I was at and because of the things I experienced, it terrified me. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> terrified me. It's a very me. familiar was, story. Oh, there were... Yeah, I, I think back to it now about what happened. I, I won't go into it, but but it's you know it's a small fry compared to what I've seen since. But it's uh, it was a uh, yeah, it terrified me at the time. So at that point, I shut down from it, mm -hmm. and I wasn't um, I wasn't I, I wasn't interested in it. And as I as I closed it down, it it I I want to say it disappeared, but both of them, that's not true. No. It really disappeared. You can suppress it such to so an extent. That's can't a better yeah. word. Suppress is a better word, yes. And uh, so I suppressed it for a long time and got on with my life. And um, yeah, I, you know, I went into work. I went into working in sales. I wanted to look and try and make money. I had issues with debt. I had um, all kinds of problems at work. I was trying to be the best I could possibly be in, mm -hmm. in terms of sales. I didn't really, I don't want to say I didn't really care about other people because I always have done. Um, in that sense but they didn't play such an important role in my life yeah. and around about 2016 I, I had this 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 moment okay what happened where I just there, there was a lot of things almost um a lot of things came together at once so I, I was going through some NLP sessions at the time mm -hmm. I was reading a book at the time called um happy by Darren Brown which if you've not read it it, it is the most wonderful book. I, I don't agree with everything that Darren Brown mm -hmm. says in it, but what a what a fantastic book to read in terms of shifting your perception on oh, brilliant. pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I was reading that um, at the time. Um, it was at the same time that I um, had received coaching and that was where I first fell in love with the idea of coaching mm -hmm. and, and what it was. Um, so I had a lot going on. And out of well, seemingly nowhere, I had this epiphany moment where just a, a huge influx of, a, a, well, what I now know is just awareness, like, yeah. like flooded into me. And I, I changed a lot of things. I, I recognized the importance of people in what I was doing. I, I recognized the, um, the need for me to work with people in terms of learning and development, developing people, moving away and out, out of sales. I recognized other things about my life as well that I wasn't happy in my marriage for example and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that and and so I changed a tremendous amount of things in my life um at that point and from there everything everything sort of started to go upwards um in terms of positivity I came on to the idea of it being about awareness shortly after that and how awareness basically held the key to everything. Mm -hmm. And that once you develop awareness, you you become effective at almost everything. Yeah. And in my professional life, I, I developed this mantra about everything being about awareness and not skill. Mm -hmm. um, and 
you know, when you're in the kind of job I do, I, I use the word skills a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it irks me because I, I truly believe that when it comes to what we call soft skills, um, yeah. communication, resilience, so like none of that is about skill. That You know, there's no skill in the job that I do mm-hmm. at all. There's a tremendous amount of awareness in yeah. what I do. Mm-hmm. I know how communication works and I know how resilience works and, and that kind of stuff. There's no skill in that, just awareness. Anyway, I, uh, I like I said, everything got more positive straight away as soon as I tapped into that. And then 20... 2021 mm-hmm. i out of nowhere i was living in nottingham at the time i just had this idea one day randomly that i want to go to a spiritualist church okay and I, I didn't know why i just went on the uh i just went on the uh, computer spiritualist church near me and uh it popped up there was a spiritualist church 0.6 miles from my house wow. and it had an open circle that evening my naive brain at the time <laughs> went, oh, what a happy coincidence that is. <laughs> um, so I went down to uh, this spiritualist church and I saw the mediums work at that open circle and was astounded mm-hmm. at some of the things that I saw and that I heard. And this wasn't this wasn't stage show mediumship. Yeah. This was proper. There is no w- proper evidential mediumship. There is no way on earth that that person can know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, come back the ne- <laughs> at the end of it, the, the person leading the church, um, lovely man, Simon Harris, he, he said, uh, oh, if you want to come back uh, tomorrow, we've got a development group. Anyone's welcome to it. What do you Amazing. Know? I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. I went down to the spiritual, to the spiritual church again the next night. And uh, the first thing um, the lady said that was developing, that was leading the development group was, first thing you need to know about spiritualism is that, or about life in general, is that everything is about awareness. And that Amazing. was the point for me. Yeah. I was like, well, this is, <laughs> these are my people now. I, I, I am here. I've, uh, I've got to get involved in this. And uh, yeah, from there, I, I started to develop spiritually from there. I felt instantly at home in that mm-hmm. spiritualist church. I, I love and still have a, 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 I don't go anymore because I've moved, but I still have a, a great love and affection for the people mm-hmm. that are there. And um, yeah, I, as I said, from, from there, developing mediumship and, really allowing spirit into my life has, has changed everything for me on my outlook on everything. I have no fear of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now. That's I'll even take that to the nth degree where it's even, even in terms of death, I, I don't fear that at all mm-hmm. now. And that that's, that's massive. It's huge, isn't thing, it? Because so. so many people live their life in fear of death. Yeah. And when you free yourself from that, it just means you can enjoy living. Yeah. And I feel exactly the same because of the work that I do with the past lives, with the spirit yeah. release work, my belief systems, my own developing journey. I feel really liberated that yeah. that fear's gone. Yeah. It's, it's liberating. It's, it's really hard to articulate mm-hmm. what spiritualism will do for you. <laughs> and we, we've had discussions before this about you have ideas about it like when you when you're thinking about developing as a medium and you go oh, i'll sit and i'll do readings for people and i'll tell them with their, <laughs> with their dead relatives and they'll all have a a uh a, and they'll have such a wonderful healing experience and that'll be fab what you don't account for is the stuff that goes on in and around all of that the yeah. experiences you have in your life that really sort of flip the switches in your in your head and mm-hmm. and make you look at stuff 
slightly differently. You know, you you and I had a, a very intense <laughs> experience the other week. We'll get on to that soon. Yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty long-winded story. But ultimately, it comes down to the fact that everything is about awareness. Yeah, Spiritualism in itself is about developing a heightened sense of awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if more people could appreciate what it what it can potentially do for you in terms of a positive impact that i think we'd probably have a a happier place to live really definitely yeah i think that's the thing isn't it i think it's all about self-healing it's about awareness of self awareness of others awareness of the world around you and if you've got all of those things then everything tends to come together i find i think i think you're absolutely right but make make no bones about it i'm not a I'm not a perfect example of awareness. I'm working on it all the time. All We're those things there where we it. say awareness of self, awareness of others. And, you know, I train people in those things as yep. well, emotional intelligence and everything. But don't don't be fooled into thinking I'm an expert in it just because I do that or that I do it to an expert level. I'm just trying to learn it at the same time as everyone else. Like, how do I become more aware of that? How do I notice people's mm-hmm. um, emotions a little bit more? But... But it becomes, yeah. I think it's looking at your progress over time, isn't it? It's mm. awareness that you're not perfect. You are still going to have bad days. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to feel certain things. But I think by going on this journey, it allows you to bring yourself back to that sort of homeostasis, that sort of peace, that tranquility within you to come from a place of service and love and kindness mm. and compassion rather than perhaps holding on to some, some of the more negative emotions. Yeah. It allows healing. It does. And... I think one thing that's really important to acknowledge in, in the journey sense and all that, in something that I went through, I'm sure you probably went through it at some point as well, is there's a stage in your spiritual development from the beginning of it until a point at which you decide to let go of it, where you always feel a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. To say to people <laughs> that you're a, you know, you're a spiritualist or that you're a mm-hmm. spiritual person. Because and... I think there's that connotation isn't there that if you believe in that you are yeah. crazy yeah. or you're gullible or yeah. all these other things yeah or that you're a devil worshiper or all the various things i've heard yeah. over the years and that you're somewhat less for having spiritual awareness and actually it's you've got extrasensory awareness not only have you got your five physical senses but you've got all of this other information that's filtering mm. through your system and to be able to navigate that healthily is a skill but like you say to start with you hide it from people yeah. because of judgment yeah ex- exactly right it, may- it makes it really hard to know where you bring in one of the struggles i had being self-employed was this desperate want and need to bring my spiritualism into my business but mm-hmm. not knowing how where or why or where it was yeah. relevant and actually uh, somebody that i owe a, a tremendous amount to in terms of my own spiritual development said to me why are you constantly searching for a way to bring it into your business mm-hmm. just by being in your business and by being you and doing what you do yeah you are bringing it in Absolutely. so stop looking for it it's already there mm-hmm. a wonderful message that's that, amazing isn't, isn't it? it it was yeah. really nice um for her to say that um and uh yeah again change my perspective on it but yeah you, you've got to get over this thing where people just think you're some kind of woo-woo nutcase yes so, And do you know what? I know so many people in the spiritual and wellbeing community now. Yeah. And they hold all sorts of different professions, Mm -hmm. very competent, very skilled in lots of different ways. Yeah. And a lot of them, if you met them on the street, you would have no idea that they have 
got spiritual awareness, they do mediumship, yeah. they astral travel, they do all of these yeah. wonderful things. And actually, it's far more prevalent within our society than I think what we tend to recognise mm. unless you start having those conversations. I did an experiment um, once at a uh, networking event mm -hmm. where I... Um, so it was one of these classic ones. You sit at a table, you explain who you are and what you do, and then you all get up, you go to another table, you do the same yes. thing. Right. So first table, I sat there, I explain what I do. So I'm an L&D consultant. I go into businesses. I do blah, 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 blah. Thanks very much. And the time it ended and everyone got up and left. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's, you know, it's par for the course. <laughs> that's what they generally do. And then the second time I did it, I did exactly the same spiel. And at the end... I said, oh, and by the way, if you want to know a bit more about me personally, I'm also a spiritualist and a medium. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, I just left it at that. And, yeah. uh, and then the timer went and there was uh, three people that stayed on the table at the end just to talk to me about that. Awesome. It's crazy that, isn't it? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, sometimes it's being brave and saying, do you know what I do this? Because it gives yeah. other people to sh the opportunity to share their experiences. Yeah. I've heard there are many people out there that have had experiences. Yeah. And they they all get in that place where they don't, they don't want to be judged like you said. And... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe we all just need to be a bit more open. I think so. And I think it's really interesting, obviously, the point I met you back in, was it September now? It was a few months. No, not September. We're in September we're in now. September. So Probably March, been... maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we met that one time, and I think you were very much at that in-between phase of you knew you wanted to bring the spirituality mm. more into your work, but you weren't quite sure if you should do that, how you should do that. Yeah. And then you've had this transition, and so... It was really interesting meeting you that first time because I instantly felt that we had a connection and we mm. just got on with each other. So a few weeks ago, I invited you around to my house <laughs> one evening. So lovely Angela Barker came round yes. and she, well, offered to do a herbal incense evening. Yeah. So I've got the space here to host an evening like that. So we all thought, do you know what? We'll all pay her some money. She'll do us a nice workshop for a couple of hours. And as I was sorting it out, you just popped into my mind. And at that stage, I know we'd spoken about mediumship, mm. but I thought I've got no idea whether you're interested in herbal incense yeah. and magical things. <laughs> but I just sent you a message, you're like, yeah, I'll come along. And that was the second time we'd met. And um, it was an interesting night, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. The, uh, the, re the really strange thing about all things aligning was that four weeks prior to this had been the spiritualist show at um, the Lincolnshire Showground. And... I'd met Ange there mm -hmm. for the very first time and bought a cauldron from her and Amazing. made of incense stuff. I hadn't shared that with you. You didn't know. No, that. I had no clue. And, uh, and yeah, so you sent me that message and I was like, well, yeah, of course I want to know more about it. And, uh, you know, might get some free herbs out of it. So brilliant. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that. Um, but I think for me personally, a couple of days prior to the event, mm -hmm. um, I had made the decision that the business wasn't working wasn't yep. what i wanted it to be um it hadn't manifested what i anticipated it to manifest um and therefore i was going to dissolve it and go back to work yeah and i can say that now with an air of confidence because that's what it was and those mm -hmm. are the facts of it it wasn't quite how i presented it to you no. when i <laughs> when i arrived i don't think was it what might be nice here is i felt like i was coming to this event excited about the herbal incense evening looking forward to it excited that i'd get to see you and pete and chat and chat to you as well and see what you guys have been up to um 
how was it when I... So when arrived? you came in, you seemed flat. Like mm. before when I'd met you, there'd been sort of a bit of a spark of life about you and a bit of enthusiasm and you just didn't feel like that you had that. Mm. And then you explained, obviously, you've just dissolved your business and yeah. that sort of made sense. And then it was a, well, what am I going to do now? Because you were deciding. But it felt like there was something more not quite mm. right because as my spidey senses go quite often. But I thought, right, it's not the time to say it. Don't really know you very well still. And we're yeah. having an evening with everybody. Yeah. But I was just aware throughout the night that there was just something amiss with you. Mm. And I think probably I'd also picked up on that slightly the first time I'd met you mm. in the cathedral because the topic very quickly went on to spirit release work, um, which is not something I would normally openly start talking to people about, particularly if I think they're from a corporate background. Interesting. Um, so I think on some level I was aware something yeah, wasn't yeah. quite right, but it wasn't the time necessary to broach it. But I think you were also very intrigued by that topic. And that's yeah. what we spent a couple of hours having a conversation about. Mm. So, yeah, you weren't quite yourself. Not that I knew what yourself really was because I didn't know you, yeah. but just from that base of having that other conversation with you, I thought, hmm, not well, quite right. Yeah, we we talk about awareness like we did a minute ago and and awareness of people's energy mm -hmm. essentially i'd been as much as i was excited for the evening i'd been aware for um a number of weeks that i was very down about the business i was wondering if i was starting to veer into depression mm -hmm. about it because um i couldn't get out of the the funk of, of thinking about it and i think when you asked me um about it and I can't remember at which point I, I described it to you, but I said, you know, everything just feels grey. It, it's that there is no, there's no light anywhere. And I, one of the, I think back to it now, I think, wow, it, it's, it's really, do you know what I find really interesting? It's a bit of a tangent, but I find really interesting how the language we use reflects our past. Yeah. And how some of the terminology we've got, where does that come from? So when you talk about, something gets dark mm -hmm. where does that idea come from where does the thought of it being dark that thought of us terming something as dark where does that come from hmm, i wonder <laughs> <laughs> so i'd spoke to you about how yeah everything was great and oh yeah sorry the the real dark conversation i had with my friend was where i said that i don't remember what joy feels like yeah and that now that i I'm in a space where I can reflect on that. That's massive, it's isn't it? It's huge. And like uh, you were saying little bits throughout the evening, I was like, yeah, something's really not right here. Mm. But I was like, it's not the time to say anything. And I've been sort of told a little bit sometimes that, Debbie, not everybody wants you to say to them that there's something not quite right. Do you need help? Yeah. So I wasn't going to say anything. But what I did say at the end of the evening, I just thought you weren't done. It felt like you wanted to stay and chat. So yes. I just said to everybody, I was like, it's finished, but if anybody wants to stay for a cup or a chat, you are welcome. And everybody else quite quickly said mm. bye. And you were just hanging back. And I thought, yeah, this was the right decision because you clearly needed to have that conversation with Ange and me and Pete and mm. just, yeah, have that time to discuss it all. Yeah, that's, and again, that's a weird pull, isn't it? That's, mm. that's strange, like deliberately outstaying my welcome. <laughs> oh, you're a bastard. I offered and I knew. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's a, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt like I had to stay. 
yeah. for some reason, you know, I, I busied myself with, oh, well, I'll help Banj put these herbs away because, yeah. <laughs> because I want to stay here and talk to these people. So there's something there in my subconscious, I think, that's crying out for help at that yeah. point. Um, and then there was, there was a really key moment in it. And I don't know if I, I've mentioned this. I know, I know I, I worded it somehow when I said to you, but I, I don't think I've told you just how, quite how significant that moment was. Mm. You'd asked me a couple of questions. Ange had asked me a couple of questions. I, I remember I, I made a flippant comment to Ange about something that happened to me in a meditation and her eyes nearly came out of her head. Yeah. I was like, oh God, <laughs> I don't, sorry, I, I didn't mm -hmm. mean to go that way. Pete asked me some questions and it, it was all questioning. There was a point where you looked me dead in the eye yeah. and asked me, I can't remember what you asked me, but it was a certain question. And whenever I connect with spirit, I have a, 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 a strange sense that sort of starts around about my crown and goes down to sort of the middle of my shoulders. You asked me this question and it was just like, it just went off in, in yeah. that part of my body. And, I, and at that point I knew something was up because I was like, what is what's happening I, I can't remember what i asked you but i knew i asked you it very deliberately for that because mm. it was the point i sent something wasn't right but then you did just start describing to andrew describing a meditation experience where this beautiful woman had appeared mm. that you were in a woodland and she'd come and she had long blonde hair yes. and everything like and angela started speaking about the possibility about maybe being goddesses and other energy yeah. i saw an image of it and in my head this beautiful female went from being like that to all of a sudden her face turning like some sort of vampire creature going yeah. And then turning back, and it kept doing that, and I thought, right, there is something not right here yeah. that is trying to hide itself from me, but it is showing itself. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not just speaking to you anymore. I'm speaking to you plus whatever else yeah. is there. And so I decided to probe a little further, and <laughs> um, but I got very protective at that point. I was like, yeah. nobody does anything <laughs> to my friend. <laughs> I want. <laughs> yeah, and I was. Uh... <laughs> I remember being weirdly, um, well, not weirdly, it makes sense now, but I was I, I was uh, weirdly resisting as well, yes. wasn't I? That was what you were trying to say. I think we should go in the other room and have a conversation. I was like, mm, but right, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. We don't need to do that. It's all good. And uh, yeah, that, so then we, we went into the room. We both went down yeah. and... Uh, and I mean, I, I did give you the choice. Obviously, you should, I was like, it's okay, you can go if you want. I didn't oh, sort of yeah, I force you to do anything, let, but you were like, no, actually, I do think there's something that yeah. we need to address. So it was, yeah. it was weird that 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 weird flip between that very sort of conscious, normal me, almost trying to fight back at that at that point, yeah. saying, no, no, this is the time. Let's let's fix this. And mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah, so we went into the room and we sat down, and we we went down into it. And I remember, you'll have to take over for me for a minute because most of it's a little bit blurry for me after this point. But I remember, uh, before I tell this bit, are we, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Um, I don't know. I've never sworn on it before. Only because, I'll, I'll give an example. I'll be polite. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll edit it. <laughs> so the bit that stands out in my head is you asked me, or no, rather you said you want to speak to the entity that's attached to me and there was silence and then yep. you asked again and I think it was the third time you asked and I told you to F off. You tell me to F off. Like, we're fine. Like, <laughs> you did quite forcefully and then you were like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's just come out of my mouth <laughs> and you looked absolutely sort of shocked and horrified yeah. and then I proceeded to get sworn at a few more times by Bill. Um, mm. Yeah, so Pete came in at that point because I got yeah. you nice and relaxed. I didn't even need mm. to take you into hypnosis because I know you're very aware of spirit and you knew something wasn't right. Yeah. 
So Pete came in. That's the first time I think he's ever seen anything sort of swear at me or anything like that. So he sat in the corner and um, I was just like, bless you. <laughs> you sound very I, angry I was to a, me. I was you being so soft. <laughs> I was being awful to you and you were being... But it wasn't you that was being awful. It was a being that was actually very frightened and angry Mm. and hurt. And so he basically explained he'd had a human lifetime. Yes. And and this is really hard because after I've had these experiences, unless I record them via audio, they very quickly fade from my mind. They go very sketchy. And I think it's because maybe it's because I'm on a different frequency. Yeah. And maybe it's also a protective thing that because Mm. I do this work so often, I think if I allowed it to play on my you mind too much, on them all, yeah. it would maybe start to freak me out. And yeah. you can't be in that space when you're yeah. doing this. You have to just be knowing yourself completely, including your flaws, because sometimes they will know things about you that are not very nice or complimentary. Yeah. And you need to know your shadow to be okay with that. Yeah. You get shouted and sworn at quite a lot and threatened quite a bit. So I have to be very calm yeah. when that happens. And just remain from a place of love because I know that's the only way I can shift things. And I always go back to like Martin Luther King sort of when he says that you can't fight hate with hate. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can only overcome it by love and it's worded better than that. Yeah. So I stay in that place of love and I can do that. So I was just like, oh, bless you. You yeah. sound like you're really struggling. And quite quickly he softened after that. He did, yeah. And we think he came through because you've been doing some trans mediumship, which we'll yeah. talk about in a while, but... He then actually wanted to go. He was ready to yeah. go into the light, but he couldn't. There was something stopping him. Mm-hmm. Like, right, here we go then. <laughs> so what can sometimes happen is you can get nested entities. So what yeah. that means is the being that's attached can also have a being attached to them. So yes. either somebody else that's passed away in spirit that's not going to the light or something else that might be classed as dark force or demonic yeah. sometimes. So we asked for the next one to come forwards, and I get a bit confused with these next two. Yeah. So... Next one came forwards, and was that the one that wanted all of humanity to suffer and destroy humanity, or was that the next one? That was the next one. That was the next one. So anyway, we spoke to this the middle person and the middle being, and they were quite angry again. Yeah. But then, once again, they got ready to go to the light, but they said, actually, no, there's one that was sort of their master that was attached to them. It was interesting, wasn't it? Because the... I know that the first two were, were very much attached to me and were essentially talking through me to you. Yeah. The f- but the third one wasn't. So the, the third one just came. The third one like came and actually the... wasn't attached. Yeah. I remember that. So actually we're... you were aware of them and I was talking. Yeah. So I wasn't looking at you anymore. I was talking to the, a yeah. space within the room, but you were also looking at that space within the room. Yeah. And that being had come because it wasn't very happy that one of its yeah. workers had basically said they didn't want to work for them anymore and they were going to the light. Yeah. So that one was a bit threatening towards me again. So they were saying, obviously, they wanted the humanity to suffer and destruction of things. That was the proper dog. And they wanted all of humanity to suffer, but in particular me. Yeah. Um, So I was like, oh, bless you, Poppet. I think I called it Poppet or Sweetheart or something. I don't don't remember that. And that made them very (laughs) mad at me for a while. Um, But then, actually, they they wanted to be helped. And I think they basically said that, was it something along the lines of this was our planet and this was our territory first and then the humans have come along and yeah, they've and ruined it. Ruined it. Yeah. So I remember that. That was interesting. I think, you know, we we generalise this story and we laugh about <laughs> it and we, we talk about how good it was. But all this took, I don't know how, it, it seemed like it took a long time. Well, it was, I think the workshop finished at about nine o'clock in the evening. So I say yeah. it was probably about quarter to ten before we got to work. Yeah. You left my house at midnight. 
So it must have been going on for a good hour and a half to two hours, um, the whole process. So, yeah, we are laughing about it and we've clearly forgotten an awful lot of the details, but there was quite a lot of dialogue going backwards and forwards. I remember fidgeting a lot and sweating a lot with the whole thing. (laughs) Like It was intense. It was properly intense. And uh, what... (laughs) What's really hard to explain, I've, t- I've tried explaining this to people, is that when it, when you have an entity attached to you and when, when they speak through you, and it's the same with chance mediumship, actually, which we will go on to, um, there is a split second. Like when I'm talking now, there is a split second between when the words, b- before the words come out of my mouth and when they come out, where I'm conscious of what I'm choosing to say. Yes. It's a very small microsecond, but when you think about it, you, you can see it and... and Test it um, if you want, but you, you'll recognize that. In transmediumship and in, in this thing that happened with these attached entities, the words are coming out of your face and you don't have that split second. You don't know what the words are. They're just, they're just falling out of you. And it's, um, it's, it's such a strange experience. But um, the one that came third, that one that was deaf to humanity and that, there was what was really nice was... After the other two had moved away from me and I was in that the, the protection of the light and was able to see the being, I think I, I almost went into that place a little bit where the, there was a little bit, I, I remember, was it this one or the one before it where it was goading me a little bit and I was reacting to I it. I think and that was the one before. It was the second oh, one. I'm not sure it was one of them, but yeah, goading you and trying yeah. to get you to react to them and at yeah. one point you did just momentarily didn't you yeah, it was yeah. really winding you up yeah about you and something that's happened in your past and other yeah, things yeah. like that um yeah it was um yeah so once you're in that light though afterwards and in that place of protection the that the entity that that came in towards the end by the way that was that was scary where i'm not gonna lie to you you know that was that was a a scary entrance that because you could it, see it as well. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a scary one. But after a very short amount of time, it stopped being scary, and you do like you said, you move into this place of, of love and warmth and just wanting to help it. Yeah. Um, and it was a brilliant experience. And then, of course, well, the end was. I mean, that's a, that's a dramatic pause for a purpose. It, it was just, it's too hard for me to articulate. It, it, it was glorious afterwards with the, the, basically what transpired was one of, be it a guide or an archangel or, or whatever came forward and, and um, shared with us that all of, all of it had been allowed to happen as a, as a development lesson for me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> thanks very much. What a, I mean, you could have just given me a book. I'd have, I'd have read and learned from there. But, um, but what, a, what a development journey that was. The single, probably the single biggest spiritual thing that's happened to me so far. Yeah. It was incredible. But the, the warmth and the light and the love that I was filled with almost instantly yeah. after it had gone was incredible i've I've never experienced anything like that such a quick change in how i felt about anything and everything and this thing about not being able to know joy 
that coming flooding back into your heart in a mm -hmm. single instant is such an incredible feeling yeah. and since then my connection with spirit spirit has grown stronger my mediumship has got better um, when i say better i mean i mean it, it's like the evidential side of it is more accurate um and i'm able i've moved into a place now where i used to have to meditate quite not really deeply, but I had to really consciously meditate and go down into mm -hmm. it to connect with spirit. Since then, I've moved into a place where I can, I can sit here and connect with it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It's been it? absolutely astounding from there. Mm -hmm. And the, the, these positive things that have manifested in my life since about getting a new job and, and all this kind of stuff has has started to happen as well and i think you know it's it's yet more evidence if i needed it that you know these are the lessons this is the journey and and that's just what we have to embrace i think and that's what i love about the work that i do mm. um, because i just get filled all the time with so much love and kindness and compassion and that fills my system and then it filters out to everything else but particularly when i'm working with these darker beings it comes mm. through but also it's like being able to be part of your journey, yeah. part of your spiritual journey that's helped you progress along the way, but how instantaneous that shift was within you, how much better you felt so quickly. Yeah. Um, it's a real privilege and an honour to be part of that. Mm. It was nice, I remember what Pete said, because like you said, he was sat on the other side of the room at the time, and I was... Because you were unsure when that fourth entity came through as to whether it was a dark or a light one. I remember this. Yeah. And so you wanted to double-check and ask it, but I remember Pete saying... You didn't even need to ask. You could tell it was a light. And I could, but I think in. I'm a little was, bit now. Yeah. I think because I've seen so many things and so many things try and trick, yeah. I always tend to go on that extra caution that I will always ask three times. Yeah. I will always check yeah. because if it's a being of light, that's good. They won't mind that. They won't no. take offense and they will expect that. No. If it's not something, then I need to be aware of it to keep you and everyone else safe that's in the well, space. You know what? Just a, a slight difference. Firstly, the energy felt very different. Mm. Um, I know that. But also, the I remember, you were asking me questions um, for the dark energy to answer. Mm -hmm. And it was almost uh, like it took a little time to eke out or something like that, where it was angry or whatever. When the light one came through you were asking questions it was being answered before you'd finished the question yes and, then that one, <laughs> and i think there was crazy. one question that i asked in my mind yeah and i hadn't even got to verbalizing it out loud and the answer was given wow. and i'm like i love that when that happens yeah that's so crazy cool. isn't it that's uh that's crazy but yeah we, we, we were we were talking about how it got in and, and uh, transmediumship Lack, so so what is transmediumship for people who don't know that okay so transmediumship is what it's mediumship and connecting with spirit involves connecting on uh, at different points of the energy field if you like or different frequencies if that's a better way to look at it with transmediumship you're connecting to a specific type of energy which is yeah. trans energy what you're asking to do essentially you you think about your auric field your the way i'd explain it is you're opening a door within that or a gap and you're asking a spirit to come in and use you to talk for it yeah. Now, and that's fine because if you connect with a, a positive energy that is of pure intent and works in the light, um, they will come through and they'll do that for you. But if what you're doing is just sitting in a room and opening a door and letting that that spirit <laughs> Whatever come, come through, through the door, what you don't see is what are the dark shadows that are kicking about 
around that spirit when it's coming in. Just say, yeah. oh, hey, oh, there's a there's a door open there. I'm, a, I'm just going to dive into that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. And, you know, there are ways and routes around it in terms of psychic defence that, that you can do to stop that happening. So, yes, you can still... I think, look, I think absolutely there is a place for transmediumship. Mm-hmm. And I think done properly, it is immensely effective and it works. But for me, without that, without knowing what you're doing, inviting energies, entities, beings, whatever, into yourself mm-hmm. is fraught with danger. And well, you wouldn't you are... do it on your house, would you? You wouldn't no. just leave your doors open and say, everyone, come in. Yeah, that's um, it. And you wouldn't know whether they were good or bad or indifferent or what they might do to you or your property. And it's the same that your energy, your energy is essential for your well-being and your yeah. health and your survival. So you're quite right with that. It needs to be done very carefully and you really need to use your discernment if you're going to do it. Yeah, and I think it, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame really. And it's, that, that was a lesson for me because I know that the reason we got talking about dark energy and, and demonics in the first place in the uh, when we met at the cathedral, which I actually think was a warning shot to me now that I think about it and I didn't pay any attention, <laughs> was um, was I, I'd, I'd said to you that I don't really believe in demons and that kind of stuff. And mm. one of the brilliant things that you said to me was, um, because I'd said, I, d- I don't believe in demons because I struggle a lot with um, Christi- uh, Christian theology, um, essentially. Um, and, you know, demons for me form a part of that. And what you said to me was that you use the word demon because essentially it's in most people's vernacular and they understand what you're talking about when you say that. Mm-hmm. what you're actually talking about is dark energy or dark entities whatever it doesn't matter what title you give them they're all the same thing mm-hmm. just because you call them demons doesn't mean it's got yeah. a christian uh context at that point that should have kicked me into thinking oh hang on there's something here um but yeah then going on to explain that you know we know from science that for every action there's an equal reaction mm-hmm. so in order for the light to exist the darkness has to exist. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the light cannot be defined because what are you defining it against? Yeah. It has to be defined against the dark. So the dark absolutely is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you've got to be really careful when you're um, playing around uh, with absolutely. it. And that's what I think if you're doing any form of medium shoot, what I say is make sure protection, protection, protection. Yeah. You need to ground, you need to cut the energy afterwards, you need to make sure you're clear, you're shielded, you're protected. Because if not, you could be inviting anything in. And I sometimes think when I go around to sort of spiritual fairs, sometimes you see mediums who are doing a beautiful job passing on these messages, but actually they've got all sorts of physical ailments and all sorts of health mm-hmm. conditions. And sometimes I worry, is it that some of the spirits that they're interacting with are coming too close and actually yeah. leaving some of their ailments and issues with that person? Mm-hmm. And over time, it's sort of depleting and draining their energy levels. Yeah. So I think you just have to be very careful yeah. because... When you do it well, when you're bringing in the highest and purest, that's fine. But it's learning how to do it properly, I think, that's the key. Yeah. Essentially, you know, your your body is a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And if you buy a car, if you spend all your time driving it around on bumpy roads, flooring it, you know, ragging it around the streets, <laughs> the car is going to deplete, it's going to break down, and it's going to um, not work as effectively anymore. Mm-hmm. If you look after the car, if you're driving sensibly if you're having it serviced regularly if you're MOTing it giving it the proper oil <laughs> or yes. whatever you get the analogy that it will last much longer absolutely um and so yeah the set it, it is 
for me it's the same when we talk about working with spirit as it is with working with the physical world mm -hmm. if you're doing stuff that is going to harm your body then ultimately you're the only one that suffers so exactly. and that can be that can be spiritually mentally physically whatever mm -hmm. and you've got to remember that and you've got to be careful but absolutely i think um yeah that's probably my final thought on that. <laughs> we've gone on quite a journey there. Um, so it's quite a whistle-stop tour of yeah. the two occasions we've met each yeah. other. So this is after the third time. Um, but it's really great, isn't it? Because I think when we've had those shared experiences, you get to know each other very quickly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And yeah, I think we'll be doing more work with each other at some point in the future as well, which is Definitely. exciting. Definitely. So have you got any final thoughts or anything that you would like to leave with the audience? I think... A final thought for me would just be an appreciation for just how powerful awareness can be. Mm -hmm. And that is awareness of both the light and the dark. Um, respect it, mm -hmm. but also utilise it. Brilliant. I quite agree. Yeah. And one last thing, obviously, mm. you also do a podcast. I do. Um, yeah. So that's really exciting. So do you want to tell the audience what your podcast is, just in yes. case they want to tune in and have a listen? So the Get Your Sh Together, because mm -hmm. um, we're not swearing, or The Gist, as we affectionately call it, um, is available across um, pretty much all podcast sharing platforms. It's a podcast. Uh, really, we started it as it, it's just two blokes, myself and Jacob, um, talking about being in our late and mid-30s, respectively, and coping with life at that age oh, nice. really so brilliant oh well thank you it's been really great to have a chat with you tonight it's been a pleasure wonderful so to all of you who are listening thank you ever so much i hope you have a great day and i shall speak to you again soon take care and bye-bye for now if you enjoyed this podcast please make sure you subscribe if you would like to find out more about the therapies that we provide and the training we offer please visit our website www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk You can also find us on social media.